Hi, this is Bishop Harry Wood with Foundational Faith. We thank you for your interest in Foundational Faith. If you would like to follow us on Facebook, we do have a Facebook page called Foundational Faith. Also, Foundational Faith, a group. You can contact us through Facebook or you can also contact us through email at PastorHarry8700 at yahoo.com. Let's go now to the teaching with episode four of Amazing Grace. God and His sovereign grace. When we think about grace, there's a lot of things that I want to cover in the time that we're going to be presenting this teaching on grace. But there's not everything that I know that we can touch on. And I know there's the phrase sovereign grace, and I just want to make an explanation. People can argue about doctrines, and we can we can uh, get off on stuff like that. But I want to say tonight, in God's sovereign grace, with what I said last week, in reference to that of, of Adam and Eve and the first experience of grace being expressed in that of man's fall in the garden, and God clothed them because they uh, were naked in innocency, and they were covered with God's glory, but they lost that glory because of sin. But God's sovereignty is that He made a redemption plan, and God put it into action when He actually took and sacrificed animals and clothed them, clothed them that they could be covered in the natural, representing that that was coming. Amen. And then the fact of the uh, the prophetic promise that God gave even to them in the fall, how that there would be the seed in Genesis chapter number 3. God had a redemptive plan. It was His sovereignty that He was exposing and beginning to reveal even in the fall of man. Thank God for that tonight. In Ephesians chapter number 2, we used a passage of Scripture last week, and we're going to let that be our text that we're going to look at, but I'm not going to die, but I am going to mention verse number 4 of Ephesians chapter number 2. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great grace wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to stop there, and of course we know verse number 8 talks about how that we're saved uh, by, we're, we're, uh, for my grace are you saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, and it's a gift of God. So with that thought tonight, I want to think in, in reference to some thought about grace in a way maybe that we've never thought about. And I'm going to move right along to some passages of Scripture. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter number 4 in your hearing tonight. So I'm going to be turning in my Bible just as you're turning. And if you did not get to hear last week, I, I challenge you if you're on Facebook to go and look for it under Faith, uh, under faith City. Uh, Peace Haven Church of God uh, site, and I know that you'd be happy to hear. And then we've got other videos there too that I know that you would be blessed uh, to hear and to see for our pastor and others that minister here from uh, time to time here at the church. In Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse number 29, I want to read a verse of scripture. Now, what I'm doing, I'm looking at some passages of scripture. 
scripture on grace. And I'm going to begin to give some expository or some thoughts about these things. And we're going to do something kind of a little unique tonight with bringing some things out. In verse number 29, it says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Now, in the New American Standard, it uses the word instead of that of uh, corrupt communication. It uses uh, that of that that would be wholesome. Wholesome. And when I read that, I began to think about the ingredients and then even the smell of fresh baked bread, how wholesome it is. And uh, I, I thought about how the writer here, the Apostle Paul, is expressing here some thoughts. And I want you also to look with me to uh, Colossians. I want you to hold your place there in Ephesians if you want to. But we're going to look at Colossians. And we're going to look at verse uh, number 6 of the 4th chapter. Because we're establishing a thought here that I want us to think about. It says in verse number 6 of the 4th chapter of Colossians. It says there, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Now, I gave two passages of scripture that the Apostle Paul has wrote, one to the Ephesian church, one to the Colossian church, and with that, he is talking about, I think, a question that we can ask, we can ask, do we have a grace speech? Do we have a grace speech? What we say and how we uh, communicate, does it, does it give an expression of grace? Matter of fact, in Ephesians, it talks about how that our communication should be wholesome, how that it should not be corrupt, uh, and, and that it should not be worldly. And then in verse uh, number 6 of, of, of Colossians chapter 4, it talks about how that let your speech be always with grace. And it says to be seasoned with salt. So it's telling us that actually it needs to have a flavor. Yeah. It ought to have an appeal. Amen. Yeah. What we say, how we communicate. And I began to ponder about this as I read this. How, how and why would we even comprehend or begin to think about this thought like this? Well, I think it's important that we realize how we speak into other people's lives is important because if we remember, the word grace deals with that of God's favor. God's, uh, actually God's uh, riches in Christ's expense, if you remember last week. We talked about how the grace is a gift from Heavenly Father uh, given through His Son, Jesus Christ. The word grace, as used in Scripture, refers primarily to enabling power and spiritual healing offered through the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. We understand that it's an unmerited favor. We understand that it is favor. We understand that it's God's uh, blessing to us. It's a gift. Uh, and so with that thought in mind, we need to learn as believers to walk in a way that our communication, our speech, uh, our conduct is bringing grace to others. Amen. We're bringing a wholesomeness to them. Amen. We ought to think about that before we speak. Uh, amen. And speak into people's lives every day. Uh, and I know I, I talk about divine appointments and ask God for divine appointments. But everything that we do, we ought to be speaking grace. I had somebody call me today. I won't mention who it was, but some of you would know who it is. But when I, when they answered the, when I answered the phone, I, I said, grace be unto you. Well, it kind of just got the person off guard and they didn't know what to say because they had called me. And then all of a sudden they said, well, 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 
grace to you too. And they weren't believers. They said, well, I was trying to think what to say. Amen. But you know, we ought to, even in our conversations, I mean, folks, I'm not saying we just go around and rehearse everything we're going to say, but I believe sometimes it does good if we even just in the natural causes of life, we think before we speak. We think about what needs to be said. Rehearse it. Amen. And if we will in the realms of just reaching out to people, know what we can speak into their lives. Amen. Oh my. That might be beneficial for them to be hungry, to get thirsty for the goodness and the favor of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now there's something else that I want to bring out with another uh, scripture. I want us to look at Colossians chapter number 3. If you're there in Colossians, you'll be able to find this real quick. It, it says there in verse number 16, it says, it says let. And the word let there gives us an indication that we need to decide to do something. And think about that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in the Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace, there it is, grace, in your hearts to the Lord. As I began to look at that passage of Scripture, I began to think about the very fact of how important that that passage of Scripture could be, actually how we can even launch off and say it is appropriate to even have the hymn of the church, the theme, amen, song of the church that we spoke of last week, amen, how the, the theme song of the church is amazing grace, how that all the creatures in heaven right now are declaring holy, 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 and then by the time you get to the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation, how that all those are the redeemed, and I believe as you go and read that passage of scripture, all heaven begins to explode with the worship of how worthy is the Lamb, amen, he's worthy, it's been slain, glory to God, that'll preach right there, but I want to go back, and I want us just to look for just a moment, because I'm not even going to get into the song tonight like I want to, but listen, the, the, the very lyrics of, of, of amazing grace, amazing grace, now let me just stop right there, do you understand, or do, do we need to be reminded what the word amazing means, it means something that's unexpected, something that's a great surprise, and, and you know, What's being said here is that grace should not be something of a great surprise, but I believe what the songwriter is pitting here is how a great a surprise that it can be, amen, what God has done and God is doing for us. Amen. amen the witness of it. Well, the Bible says that he's rich in grace. He's rich in mercy. Amen. Praise the Lord. But amazing grace. I've got the lyrics right here to about seven verses. One, two, three, four, five, six, about six verses of amazing grace. I'm going to say this much about the song because I want to bring some, I want to bring some uh, history about the song maybe next week. But the thing about it is, in this lyric writing that I have, actually uh, is pinned amazing grace with an explanation point. I think that's appropriate. Because when you put the two words together, it is that that will surprise us what God's favor will do. <laughs> well, glory. <laughs> amen. And it ought to be like a song. Amen. What did the writer say? What did the apostle Paul say? He said we need to decide, amen, the word of Christ to dwell in us. When the word of Christ is dwelling in us, it ought to have an effect on us. And it ought to be the works of grace. Amen. That are working in us. The work 
working of grace in us. Amen? Praise the Lord. So therefore, if we've got grace working in us, or the Word of God working, grace can work in us. The Bible goes on, dwell in you richly. Amen? If we get the Word in us, Amen. It can richly dwell in us and wisdom and teaching and, and admonishing one another. And then Paul goes and says, hey, make it your song book. Make it your hymn book. Make yeah. it your spiritual songs. Make it your praise and worship songs. Yeah. Singing with grace. Singing about the favor of God. Singing about the favor of God. Singing about the goodness of God. Amen. I believe it's not a mistake that we have this song. The theme of the church, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. And listen, I know there's some of you right here. If we started standing up and started telling what we what we what we used to be, Amen. I want to tell you, I don't want to concentrate on what I used to be, Amen. I want to concentrate on what I am, Amen. By the grace of God and what I am going to become, Amen. If you remember last week, I said that passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter two. It does not just fit in one time setting. It fits in that of the past. It, it fits in the present. And it fits in that that we shall be. Yeah. With God's yeah. grace. Amen. The songwriter says, I once was lost. Some of us need to get the grip on that. I'm not a sinner. Amen. I'm not a sinner anymore. Amen. Save my grace. I mean, there's people like, well, I ain't nothing but an old sinner saved by grace. No, I was a sinner. And now I'm saved by grace. Glory to God. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I thank God. I thank God that there's people that will work with people. But I want to tell you, there comes a time you have to make up your mind you ain't an alcoholic no more. You're not a drug addict. You ain't a pimp no more. The songwriter had it right. I once was lost. I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind and now I see. Glory to God. Woo, praise the Lord. Glory to his name tonight. Well, I just wanted to say all that to say tonight. The reason why I believe we've got the song is because we can even see the, that the Apostle Paul had enough knowledge, amen, that we need to sing about the grace of God. He didn't know John knew. He didn't know John knew. Amen. He didn't know the one that uh, that uh, actually uh, 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 actually took it and, and modified the Amazing Grace song. I can't think of the artist. Amen. Uh, my chains are gone. My chains are broken. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul didn't know them, but I know one thing. Paul knew enough about the Word of God that we ought to make it a song of praise. Glory to God. That there's an amazing grace. There's a grace of God's divine richness that will change us. Praise the name of the Lord. Now I want to say something in reference to what I've already said that I think is beneficial tonight in the reference of how we communicate about grace. Now last week I told you that there was 170 70 times the word grace is used in the King James Bible in 159 verses. Now, I don't have the time to exhaust everything tonight, but what time we do have, I'm going to try to exhaust a few things, so put on your seatbelt, amen, get ready, we're going to roll in the fifth gear, amen, that means we've got some time to cover, I mean, we've got some things to cover here real quickly, 
Alright, I want you to think about what we've already said about the fact that we've got the reason for the song to be to be sung. We've got the reason why we ought to have the right communication. I want you to turn with me to Revelation, excuse me, to, to, to uh, Ruth. Amen. The book of Ruth. I want you to look with me there. And we're going to be going to about chapter number uh, two, I believe it is. You say, well, this is kind of unique. Amen. What's this got to do with, with grace? Well, last week we told you that the first reference to grace was where Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. There in Genesis, I believe, verse 9 and verse number 6. Amen. That's the first time we see the word grace. I want you to look with me to Ruth uh, in chapter number 2 and verse number 10. Verse number 10. It says there, Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, talking about uh, that of Boaz, why have I found grace in thy eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger, that I am a stranger. Now, I want you to think about what we're reading here. I want you to think about what we're going to do here for a few moments. I want to go through as much as I can of the scriptures uh, as quick as possible. I want you to realize that actually salutations and benedictions of the word grace being in scripture most of those overall are found in the New Testament. Overall, they're found from the book of Romans to the book of Revelation. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think James has any where he uses the word grace, and Jude does it. But you know what really interests me about Jude is the fact that he talks about how that we're to build ourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If we have faith operating, folks, I'm going to tell you, grace is working somewhere. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now there is something we can tie with James, and, and we will in just a few moments maybe if we have time. But in this passage of Scripture, I, and the Scriptures that I'm going to use, I'm going to give you some indication of some salutations, which means the greetings in the books, and also maybe the, the closing or, or the farewell of, of a passage of Scripture or the benediction as we call it. And I want you to see something out of these that I think is beneficial. Okay, when I look at... Alrighty, folks, we thank you for staying tuned and tuning in to the Amazing Grace episodes. You see that there's much more that's going to be coming as we'll be sharing some salutations and some greetings uh, from Scripture in our next episode. Thank you for listening. Encourage someone else to listen. And uh, from Foundational Faith, this is Bishop Harry Wood. Thanking you again for tuning in, and we look forward to the next time. God bless.